0: I want to invite you to be a part of this very special workshop in Houston, Texas on January the 12th, 2019. We're going to be talking about Create, Publish, and Profit. In this workshop, I'm going to teach you how to take your message, your passion, your ideas, your experience, and your expertise and translate that into a published work. Whether that's a published book or maybe even an online course, we're going to teach you a step-by-step process how to take your passion and your message and get it to the masses of people around the world. We're going to spend a great deal of our time that day talking about the book publishing process. Nothing gives you greater credibility and more authority in the marketplace than to have a published book, a book with your name on it that contains your expertise, your wisdom, the the very unique gift that you carry published on the page. We're going to give you again a step-by-step process to go from idea to having the book printed and in your hand. Because we want to keep this intimate and in a real workshop format, we're capping the registration at 50 people. Right now, at the time of this taping, we've got 50 seats available, but they're going to go very quickly. I encourage you to act now and reserve your seat. Again, that date is January the 12th, 2019 in the Houston, Texas area. I really wanna see you there. I believe you have something to say. I believe you have a difference-making message that the world needs to read and hear. I wanna see you in the room with me January 12th, 2019 I look forward to seeing you soon. We've been talking for several weeks now about the importance of and the power of your leadership. Last session we began talking about the four pillars of personal leadership, which are personal leadership and family leadership. Today. We're going to go a little bit further in this journey. We're going to talk about community and civic leadership as well as vocational leadership. These are all very important components to this process. Now, I want to talk to you about your community involvement, all right, and I want to talk to you about your vocational influence in the marketplace, and we'll get to that in just a moment. What does it look like for a man, for a woman, for a young person for that matter? to really be engaged in impacting the culture around them. We talked several weeks ago about this salt and light concept. You introduce salt to a dish, it changes the environment. You introduce introduce light to darkness, it, it dispels darkness. What does it look like for you or I to be introduced into an environment in the marketplace or in our community and our very presence there changes things in that arena. That's what I want to talk about here for a moment. What does it mean to exercise leadership and influence in culture, in government, in neighborhoods, in the business arena? What does that that look like? For a few minutes today, I want to share with you around this whole marketplace and community idea because your leadership can and should, and I believe will, make a difference there. You know, I was raised in a very strong Christian environment. It was just uh, the heritage that I was given, and I'm grateful for that. My mom and my dad were both really good people and understood the value of community in the context of the Christian environment. One of the things that, that we were taught maybe indirectly but maybe more directly than I would like to admit uh, is that when you become a Christian, when you become a church attendee, you sort of abandon all of the other elements of culture. What do I mean? Well, there's a, there's an old single verse of scripture somewhere in the Bible that says that we should come apart from all the other people and be separate, Of course, that was taken very much out of context and taught out of context uh, for most of my life. However, that was the the basis of this idea that when you become a Christian, you forsake all the other arenas of life and you just be a Christian. Well, I have a problem with that. In a way, they were saying, the education area, not your concern. Don't worry about that. It's not, you're a Christian now, that's for somebody else to deal with. Government? (laughs) <laughs> government's not your concern. The entertainment world, Hollywood, oh, those people are vile and they're sinners and they you can't even go fellowship with those people. You see what I'm saying? They begin to, to quarantine themselves off from every other sector of society. The business world, oh, money is evil. You know, if you pursue success in business, that means you love money. And if you love money, you're evil. And they just had all this wacky, crazy stuff. And I know maybe today, preachers aren't preaching that. Maybe they're not saying that out loud. But if you really look closely at the the culture, you'll find that these underpinnings still exist. All right? We're kind of our own little tribe. And we just do our own little thing over here in our little corner of the world. And I, I find that in doing that, we have abdicated our responsibility in all these other areas of leadership and we have left the world to its own devices. It's a problem. In a sense, the people that should be administering high levels of influence in those other spheres of influence and culture have really isolated themselves and given over the right and the impetus to other leaders to do with those areas what they will. I wanna challenge you to think about something today. The world is going to look exactly like the influence you have on it, okay? If you disengage, don't fuss about what it looks like. If you choose not to administer your influence, you really have no room to gripe about the outcomes that you see in those areas. Uh, If you choose to say, no, that's not my deal, I'm not gonna worry about that, then you abdicate your God-given responsibility in that area, and you give over to other powers and to other ideologies And other special interest groups and they're going to to influence that area of culture. They're gonna do it. Here's the deal. If there are policies being written or laws being passed that you disagree with, I'm gonna make a strong statement here. You really can't gripe much about it because you were not present and involved and engaged to make a difference. That's right. If you had introduced your influence into that area that you were called to, things might be different. You can't complain about what's happening at your son or your daughter's high school, and if you're if you're not involved with the school board or with the teachers' meetings or or with the policy making or with the booster clubs, you can't. If you're not a voice, you really can't complain when bad things are going on. Think about that. You cannot complain. When crazy things are happening around you in culture or on TV or in Hollywood or in the movies, you can't complain about those things if you've chosen to remove yourself from the game. You know, my my two kids are both very much into the arts, especially theater and Broadway and musicals and things of that nature. And I have told them from the time they were very small, if God has already predestined you and called you and equipped you to be in that industry, I'm going to be cheering you all the way to Broadway, all the way to film, all the way to Hollywood, whatever it is, because I know that if if that's where you're called to be salt and light, you're going to be most successful and most effective when you get there and do that deal. And I've had Christian parents say to me, oh, no, you need to discourage your kids from being in that industry because it's, it's so vile. It's vile because you're not there. It's vile because you've chosen to just walk away. All right? It's vile because you have elected not to be the influencer that you have the capacity of being in darkness. Do you get what I'm saying? This is a big deal. Very simply, there are seven areas of cultural influence. You've heard me talk about these before. Let me give them to you again very quickly. They are religion, family, arts and entertainment, business and finance, communication and media, government and education. These are the seven major spheres of influence. These, these categories of culture shape the world. And it is six of those seven, we have no, we, by we I mean, Christian, godly, moral-thinking people, we have very little influence in those areas because we have been overdoing the religion thing for a very long time now. Well, there's a movement afoot now, and that means people are becoming mobilized and engaged again, and they're becoming involved again in these other areas where influence, where godly, good influence is desperately needed, all right? Nations are literally built around those seven spheres of influence. Somebody is influencing the thinking, Someone is infl- Do you know most of the, the crazy stuff we have going on right now today is a result of the last 20 years of education in the universities? We've been shaping an entire generation of kids from kindergarten all the way through college the last 20, 30 years in this country to think a certain way towards shaping our nation. It's not an accident. Somebody realized, hey, if we administer influence in the academic world for 15, 20 years, we'll have a generation of kids that'll vote the way we want, go the way we want, think the way we want them to, we'll be able to do anything we want to do with them. Because somebody administered influence. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not an accident. So someone is leading there, someone is influencing there, someone is giving their voice there, why not you? Why not you? If you're going to have the life you want, the future you want, if you want your grandchildren to be guaranteed a beautiful, successful, powerful life, a wonderful nation, then you have no choice but to get involved. You have no choice but to step up into your leadership. You have no choice but to really engage this this leadership journey that we've been talking about here for a few weeks. Let's talk about vocation. Vocation, okay? Uh, The prevailing mindset for so many years, probably a 100 or more, go to high school, Get a diploma or go to college, get a degree, get a good job, pick a career, and stick with that the rest of your life. (laughs) Well, that's crazy because that doesn't work, okay? In fact, all you have to do is look at the fruit of that mindset and see that it doesn't work people are unhappy, miserable, they're retiring from jobs they've hated for 40 years, and they're retiring with no money or at least no happiness, and their health is deteriorated because they've been in an environment for many years they don't enjoy. I tend to subscribe to the idea that if you identify your passions, identify your dreams, get really clear on those, identify the things that really excite you and make you passionate and emboldened about life, and those things will drive you in the direction you need to go. But here's the thing, the passion, that drive, that interest most often is related to a people group that needs what you have in my case i'm very drawn to serving entrepreneurs and business owners and frontline leaders it's just something that's in me to do i love doing that's why i'm here with you today on this video i really uh, feel like god's uniquely equipped me to come alongside of leaders just like yourself in various seasons of life pour into them and help them to become bigger, to grow, to to go from level to level in their life. That's what I do. I love doing what I do. It gives me juice and power and, and strength. You know, my son, who is a great kid, he's 23, almost 24 now, he absolutely has a deep passion to mentor junior high kids, especially junior high kids that come from broken, difficult life circumstances. He just is drawn to them like a magnet and I've said to him, son, go get your teaching degree, okay, because you need a degree to get in those environments. And man, just embed yourself in an environment where you can pour into these kids' lives every day. I'm just saying, what is it that makes you awake? What what's, is it that excites you, that draws you in? My daughter's the same way. She mentors young ladies, and she is drawn to the music world, to the entertainment world in a very big way. You need to identify the thing that draws you in. So what is your highest or area of highest and best use? Where do you see yourself being most effective in those seven spheres of cultural influence, all right? So number one, this is a question you ask. What do I have to offer? What are my talents, skills, abilities, passions, gifts? What am I good at? And it's okay to to acknowledge those and write them down. Number two, is there a particular people group that you feel drawn to? What am I good at? Who am I drawn to? And then number three, again, going back to the question I asked a moment ago, of all the things that I do in my life, what is it that when I do it, I feel the most fulfillment, the most success, I'm the most effective? What are those things? If you think about the people you've served and helped along the way, what are some of the the things people would say about you? Think about that. I want you to be thinking about your vocational leadership in this context. What do I have to offer? Who am I drawn to? And when I look at all the things I do, what is it that when I'm doing it, I feel most effective and most fulfilled? Those three questions are paramount. Put that all together. Think about your leadership. Think about your ability to impact the world around you. Where can you be salt and light? Where can you be an influencer that brings about positive change in a world that desperately needs what you have? There are four pillars to leadership. Personal, family, your community, and your vocational. That's 360 degrees. Don't have, a, don't have one that's, that's not being worked on. You've got to have that 360 degree Really a powerful leadership development process going on all the time. Look at it, study it. Deal with you first. Lead your family, serve them well. Be involved in your community, in your nation, in the broad scheme of things. Then look especially at the people that you're called to serve. Here's the deal. The world, well, needs you. Needs your leadership needs the gift in you. Don't be a sideline kind of person. Get in the game, be a leader, be a change agent, and let's go change the world around us.